What is solidarity? How would you define it? What's your story with solidarity? I'm going to hit the road in this podcast and visit different corners of Europe and beyond to understand more of what binds us together. I hope to discover stories and perspectives that can spark more conversations on solidarity in Europe. Want to join me? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the series. I'm Diogo Pires, and I'll be the host of the Europe Talk Solidarity podcast. Here, we'll be talking about solidarity through different stories and many other topics around it. From identity to borders, from walls to peace. And to start this conversation, I'm speaking today with Susie Nicodemi and Snezhana Baklia, the authors of a study called Fortot for Solidarity. And without further ado, welcome both of you. Could you please introduce yourselves and tell us where you're joining the conversation from? Thank you very much for having us here. It's an exciting thing to explore and be together. So my name is Susie and I'm sitting in a town in the south of England that was the ancient capital of the country. Um, it's a very nice place to live. It's also a very nice place to leave from, to go and explore other places. So my name is Nezhana. This is probably not very relevant for the whole solidarity story, but uh, actually that means Snow White. So I was born in December, hence the name, and I love winter. I'm based in Novi Sad, which is north of Serbia, and this is where I've lived my whole life. Uh, so I actually passed through different countries, uh, so from Yugoslavia and then through all the little pieces all the way to, to Serbia nowadays. I live with a husband who is Portuguese, uh, and I have two kids and two cats. How would you describe yourselves to our listeners? How would I describe myself? I laugh a lot. Um, that's, I guess, the first thing you need to know about me. And, um, and generally, humor is very important to me. Uh, I think that helps me also connect with people. So most of the people I'm surrounded with, um, I think, uh, have a good sense of humor. What about you, Susie? Uh, what do you need to know about me? Um, I'm a passionate European. Um, I did spend quite quite a few years trying to fight Brexit, but that didn't work. But um, um, still strongly believe in the values that's behind that fight and um, also believe that the if you try everything you possibly can, then you can never regret it. So um, that's, that was that phase of my life. I, uh, I've been involved in international youth work um, from one direction or another for more than 20 years. I think I am. Um, someone who is quite passionate about things. Um, I often uh, get excited, enthusiastic about new ideas. The two of you have been the authors of a study called Fortot for Solidarity. Can you tell me how that came about? We started it, I think, December 2019. No, she's waving her finger at me. When did the COVID start? 2020, no? So it was 2018. Uh, 18. Wow, we're old. Right, so... <laughs> 2018, um, we're in contact about a different project and we connected and said, I'm kind of interested in this. What about you? At the time, the European Commission launched the European Solidarity Corps program in succession of the European Voluntary Service. To support its implementation, the Salto Research Center for the European Solidarity Corps was created in Vienna and they published a call for creation of a study, somewhat of a baseline study on solidarity. After discovering their both interest in the topic, the two of them submitted a proposal to research a European definition of solidarity. 
an endeavor they would later realize was much harder than expected. Um, and then only when we actually started to dive into it and to create our own project and to explore all the different angles did I realize how much it connected to things which were very important to me. At the time, Susie was out and about protesting against Brexit. There was, uh, in my life, there was a lot of anti-Brexit demonstrating. My whole weekends were full up with um, all kinds of civic action, uh, local level, regional level and national level. Um, yeah, <clears throat> my uh, house was very messy and my, <laughs> my children's childhood was just full of demonstrations. And Snezhena was facilitating workshops and working on conflict transformation. And for both of them, solidarity had a lot to do with what their daily lives looked like. I spent most of my training, facilitation and also youth work uh, times working on intercultural learning, human rights and maybe most importantly conflict transformation. I do come from a region that has known conflicts, let's say, and uh, conflict transformation was very important for me. So equality, topics of power relations, all these kind of things were very familiar to me. And then when we started kind of digging uh, around solidarity, I understood that that also somehow finds its way, it interlinks. And solidarity is or could be an umbrella term, but also any of the other ones could be, yeah? Solidarity. Noun. Unity or agreement of feeling or action, especially among individuals with a common interest. Mutual support within a group. The etymology of the word solidarity has links both to solid, strong, uninterrupted, dependable, reliable, firm, dense, compact, not empty or hollow and solidus, entire, undivided, whole. The concept of unity underpins several of the definitions for the word solidarity. When we look at synonyms of the word solidarity, togetherness and oneness are a common theme running through the meaning. Synonyms, unanimity, unity, like-mindedness, Agreement, harmony, consensus, singleness of purpose, community of interest, mutual support, cooperation. That's how you start defining solidarity in the study, by looking at the etymology. I'm curious to know, though, what solidarity means to you? <laughs> Well, I would just say a quick thing in, in response to the question is that we spent two years um, trying very hard to be neutral about the topic, about um, being open to other people's opinion. Multipartial. Multipartial, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, hearing other people's voices and balancing them and having to collate things together while keeping ourselves on the outside. Although there must have been some moments where our own bias came into the editing and into the choices that were made. I mean, that's, that's human. Um, but we tried very much to make sure that what we produced was mostly, nearly always, the voices of other people and um, to show it as some research. So for me, um, it's a pleasure to be able to take that hat off and then say, but what, does, what about you as a person? It's, 
that's a really nice thing to do. I don't have a quick answer, though. It's just nice that somebody asks the question. <laughs> do you have a quick answer, Sneja? I was writing something down, actually. <laughs> it's not clever, though. Um, I think for me, the key of solidarity um, is to try really to reach outside and beyond my inner circles, or as we call them, in-groups uh, in, the, in the study, and to really try to recognize people who are hurting, uh, who are in need, um, who are fighting for something, who are fighting for their rights, uh, who are fighting for recognition, um, who are fighting uh, for their place under the sun. So to recognize it and then uh, stand and act in solidarity with them. Yeah. So it's not about for them. So it's not about being more powerful. It's just being really hand in hand uh, with other people. Yeah. Um, sometimes, of course, it can be uh, my family member or someone in my building, but it's really about stretching yourself as much as possible um, to recognize this kind of uh, common hurt and the common need and to, to, to act for it together. Anything to add to that, Susie? Right now, for me, the things which are important relate to kind of um, uh, dealing with difference, um, people that are, are different. So this would be like diversity things. Also, and that, for me, directly relates to inclusion. So um, connecting to people whose values are different or, or people who have things which aren't so in common or who make me feel uncomfortable or those kind of things. So that that's something that uh, resonates with me at the moment and also uh, I would say a little bit of um, empathy um, trying to understand the other and learning and expanding a little bit out the comfort zone so for me that the solidarity stuff right now is not so much about fighting and changing a system um, it's more about this connection togetherness um, mutuality connection to people that are different Susie also explains that their findings really show that solidarity is not the same thing for everyone. For some, solidarity is deeply linked to their religious beliefs. Others think it should have nothing to do with religion, for example. Susie explains that solidarity is affected by the context of where you live and the political and social context of where and when you grew up. Solidarity can mean different things to different people at different times. It's so diverse and it's so shaped by people's uh, histories and backgrounds. That was fast. That was absolutely fascinating. And I think that kept me going actually through the process um, to just discovering these different stories. And for Snezhana, that's actually one of the most challenging moments of their process of creating the study. Realizing that there's no simple answer to the question of what solidarity means. And it's one of the first things that we communicated back to the to the Solidarity Core Resource Center. We said, you know, that job that you gave us to find the, the common ground and the definition? It's not going to happen. And they were like, all right then. Despite these many different interpretations of the concept, did you see any common understandings due to certain backgrounds of people, for example? Yeah, actually, the um, as, as we developed through the, through the research and stuff, so there were certain, um, how do you call them, um, hypotheses or, or, or things which we were expecting um, to come out of it. And one of mine was that we were um, uh, we made sure that all four sectors, so practice, policy, research, and young people were included and their voices were heard and that all elements were there. And I was 
I was desperate to get all the data so that we could say, aha, young people think this and policy makers think that and look how different it is. Um, but unfortunately that didn't happen. <laughs> it, it was really, um, it was really down to complete differences, uh, geographically, historically experiences, like everything was, was different according to the individual that was involved. And it really wasn't um, about the sector they came from. I guess if you generalize, you can see that, you know, in certain countries or in certain communities, people are much more willing to go in the streets and protest than in the others. Yeah. Or they're much more willing to go into like um, charity acts, which is completely different, uh, controversial topic in the whole forced forethought and solidarity thing, whether charity is solidarity or not. But that I think that question is much bigger than what we are talking about, uh, much bigger or more complex that, that we have time to talk about it here because it's related to culture and then whether culture is just related to countries or it's related to communities or it's related to religious influence or is it whether I'm, you know, grew up listening to punk bands or something else. So, um there are trends, but I think they're not so easy to identify. And if we try, I think they very likely will end up in stereotypes. Susie and Snezhana tell me how exciting it was for them to listen to so many different stories about solidarity, trying to find common understandings and differences. One of the core findings of the study are the four cornerstones of solidarity that emerged from the interviews and research. Here's what the study says. Following the findings from the Forethought project, there are four concepts that are most closely linked to the definition and narrative of solidarity. They are the ones that received the highest results in the research, with no contradictions from any of the other respondent groups. The four cornerstone concepts are human rights, empathy, active citizenship, and inclusion. It is acknowledged that these four cornerstones of solidarity are a mix of values, attitudes, priorities, and approaches. A mix of elements on a mix of levels, which in themselves can mean different things to different people. And there are also certain trends linked to these concepts. Human rights was the one with the highest support from all four groups surveyed. The concept of inclusion was mostly supported by practitioners and young people. Active citizenship, on the other hand, received most support from the researchers. Finally, 41% of young people that responded to the survey and interviews rated empathy as one of the top concepts that define solidarity. I'm curious to hear from you how the process of interviewing so many people on solidarity was. Can you remember any specific moments that were surprising? You interview someone and they say, well, if I talk about solidarity for me, altruism certainly is at the core of solidarity. Yeah? And then you interview someone the next day, literally the next day or in the afternoon on the same day and say, you know what, solidarity is a lot of things. Altruism is certainly not one of them. In these conversations, Snezhana and Susie discovered what they call scales. In other words, spectrums, where some people, when reflecting on solidarity, were on one end and the others were on the complete opposite end. Uh, some people were at one end of the scale and some were the other. So this altruism versus reciprocity, this was like a big one. Um, and then there was this um, element of uh, being passive versus being active or, or, or if online solidarity is, is, is really as valid or as valuable 
as um, solidarity in the real world. Being curious about these continuums, I looked them up in the study. Place solidarity on the following scales for yourself. Is it more individual or more collective? More in real life or more virtual? More knowledge or more a feeling? More passive or more active? More altruism or more reciprocity? And as people started to reflect on solidarity and position themselves on these scales, something excited happened. People started to really debate about solidarity. So, what's Nejana's and Susie's advice for anyone who wants to dive deeper into the topic? Snezhana tells me right away about the importance of hearing people's unique stories. The stories we heard from people, the answers that we got were just great. And um, and for me, solidarity really cannot be, as, as you asked us as well, huh? it cannot be separated from the life stories. And I think I think we often talk about, this is how I understand, I understand solidarity, this is how I show solidarity, but how about exploring stories of when solidarity was shown to me? Yeah, how did that feel? Um, why did it happen? How did it happen? So to really, to reverse it a little bit and try to understand what are the effects and when does it happen and when did I need it? And maybe when did I need it and it didn't happen? And those real stories from real people, Snezhana believes, can really spark a debate among people. And those debates, they both agree, are crucial for people to get a better grasp of solidarity and create a more solidary Europe. What I saw that, that kind of makes connection across different in-groups is to understand, well, we have the same need. Yeah, for example, currently in Serbia, uh, we have, and I think a lot of countries in, in Europe as well, are facing this air pollution. And now it's the moment to think, okay, do we all go out together? Do we try to take an action regardless of our, I don't know, sexual orientation, political opinions and so on? And we do this and we do this together or, or we don't. So I think it's really to identify what are we fighting for um, and whom or what are we fighting against. Their study concludes that all interviewees and survey respondents unanimously agree on the need for solidarity. But why is it such a popular term these days? What is happening today that increases our need for solidarity? In the study, Snezhana and Susie conclude that people believe solidarity is needed to fight inequalities because the welfare state doesn't seem able to address them adequately anymore. At the same time, Solidarity seems to be a needed ingredient for us to be able to take action together to face big challenges like climate change, pandemics and rising extremism. Interviewees and survey respondents felt that society is becoming more and more divided, polarized, tribal, into groups of us and them. There is a need to enhance networks and relations, to create a way of solutions together. If problems are faced together, then the solutions should be shared together. See the issues through the same lens. Either people try to be compassionate, to feel together, to act together, or the human species will die. <laughs> That's quite a statement there. What are your feelings about that? For me, it's very important to, to see how do we show solidarity with those who are outside of our bubble. 
because of course I'm going to, you know, do whatever I can for my friends, family, neighbors, whatever. But what happens when I, you know, act in solidarity with someone who maybe doesn't even share my values? And also how much am I willing to go? Because I have a feeling that, and this is going to sound a bit Armageddon-like, but as 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 a humanity planet and so on, we're coming to the point where either we stand all together um, and together like really people with completely opposite values um, or, well, let's see, I'm not going to finish that sentence. So to understand how much we're willing to stand together with people with different values and different opinions and different approaches and, you know, like pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Brexit, anti-Brexit, pro-vaccination, against vaccination, you know, uh, COVID believers, COVID deniers, whatever. So, so how far are we able to stand together um, to fight for for things that are going to affect all of us? They're already affecting all of us and they're going to even affect us more. Okay, what more needs to happen about solidarity? Uh, well, the element that Sneja said earlier that um, it can't just stay theoretical, it can't just stay conceptual. It needs to have... Um, it needs to be create. Uh, how do you say? It needs to be made real, whether that means uh, through sharing of examples and practices, or um, kind of defining it um, in real ways that people can relate to. Something which could be far away and conceptual and uh, complicated, and something you have to write on an application form in big words. Um, but actually, it's like it's real and it's what we do with our kids and it's what you do when you have a chat with your mates with a glass of wine. Susie Snezhana, it was very enlightening and fun talking to you. It was quite inspiring too. I feel like listening to more stories. Thank you very much for the chat. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for putting up with us. Yes. If I am to follow Snedana and Susie's advice to listen to people's unique stories, I guess I have a good starting point. After the Fortot study was released, several people were selected to write about the topic, about solidarity in conflicts, in youth programs, and in times of pandemic. They wrote about projects and personal stories, from transborder movements to peace education. Let's listen to what they have to share. Let's hit the road to discover stories and perspectives and spark more conversations on solidarity in Europe. How about that? Want to join me? This is a series of Salto European Solidarity Core Resource Center, produced by Instituto Now. The theme song, Solidarity Unifies Us, is composed and sung by Paula Geers. For more information and resources on solidarity and the European Solidarity Corps, go to www.salto-youth.net slash solidarity. One thing, our love to share, our love to care. And that's what we call solidarity, our love to share. Our love to care, solidarity unifies us.